the block. As always, I'm Rebecca. I'm Molly. And I'm Leanne. And today we are here to discuss our November book club book, Lessons in Chemistry. Um, but first, as always, Rose and Thorn of the week or week or two, two weeks. So who would like to start us off? I guess me. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone I want. <laughs> yeah. I guess I am the default person to go first. So my thorn was, so I am back in Chicago now after being home for Thanksgiving. Rip. And um, originally my flight was out at 5 p.m. last night. But then on our way to the airport, I got a, you know, notification. Oh, it's delayed until like 7.10. And I'm like, oh, that's annoying. But like, it's fine. They're like, oh, they're looking for a crew or waiting for a crew. So I was like, okay. So then, but I was like, maybe it'll push up. They'll find someone. So then I go to the airport and then I'm waiting in line to check my bag. It's like taking forever. And all these people are like talking and like changing their flights because they had like connection. So it they were needing to make their connection and the delay messed it up. But I was like, I'm just going to Chicago. It's fine. So then I go up there or like right before I go, I hear them being like, oh, they're waiting for the crew. And then when the crew finally comes, like the pilots are going to time out. So then we, they might not be able to fly then. So they'll have to get like new pilots or something. And I was like, what does that mean? So then I went to the front when I was to check my bag and they're like, I was like, what is the, what's the status? And the woman was like, yeah, so we don't really know what's happening. And like, honestly, I would just recommend just rebooking for tomorrow morning. So I was like, okay, she's like, you're going to be sitting around in the airport for a while. Like, who knows when it's going to actually take off. Or you can just get rebooked on the 6 a.m. flight tomorrow morning. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I don't really want to be sitting in the airport. Because at that point, I would have been sitting there for like three plus hours before my flight was going to be taking off. And I was like, there's a chance it's going to get delayed more. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So then I like, was like, she like quickly rebooked me on the 6am flight. And I was like, okay, great. So then I had to like call up dad and be like, um, can you turn around and come pick me up? (laughs) (laughs) Then dad came back, picked me up very nicely. So then I was home again last night, but my flight was at 6am this morning. So I had to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and mom nicely drove me to the airport. (laughs) And so back again. Um, the flight was fine, but I, since it was a last minute, I got stuck in the middle and like basically the second to last row. So it's just like, Oof. next to like two, like fairly big guys. And I was like, I got lots of room, but luckily I just like closed my eyes and like, didn't really sleep, but was able to get like some rest. And then I made it back to my apartment, like right after nine o'clock to start work. So I'm a little tired yeah. since I've been up since 3.30, but I'm back in Chicago. Yay. Really, 2.30? 2.30. Central time. Central time, yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, so that's my thorn. Sounds riveting. So a long day. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, my rose would be, well, generally, it was nice to be home. And got to see Leanne, and we saw Paisley as well, which is lots of fun. And obviously, Rebecca. 
didn't see me at all. <laughs> um, but it was nice to be home. Saw the fam. Saw some extended fam for Thanksgiving. Got to hang out with Rory. Um, so yeah, it was a nice time. I didn't really want to go back to Chicago and go back to work, but you know, mm. only three more weeks until Christmas. Countdown down. Until I fly back Same. home again. <laughs> but I do think that Thanksgiving and Christmas should be farther apart. Because it's like Fair. too much back and forth. I thought you were going to say we should just have the entire time off everywhere. Or that. Just have the entire two months off for mm-hmm. the month and a half. <laughs> that would be really nice. But yeah. Oh, and I guess another rose is I chop my hair. Um, not pictured on the pod <laughs> not pictured um 12 like plus inches did a whole like braid and chop chop um so it's short that I'm still like getting used to but it's it's a fun change and what I'm... what does what character does she look like for all their listeners to compare what she looks like to with their glasses oh you know what hold on I, I was to gonna say like um person. Edna from the Incredibles I was gonna say that. I've never seen The Incredibles, so I'm not sure. I was gonna say um, Jennifer Garner in 13 going on 30. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. I, I also have my up. glasses on right now, which I never have because I didn't put contacts on because I woke up at 3.30 this morning. So oh. I'm wearing my glasses. So it's a whole different look than normal. But I'm donating my hair. Oh, she does to... look like her, yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it compared to probably wigs for kids. I did that last yeah. time I did, mm-hmm. so I have to look into doing that. But those are my roses and thorn. Who's next? I can go. Um, okay. My thorn was going home. No. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> my thorn was leaving. Rose. My thorn was leaving home on Sunday, but. Um, my other thorn besides having to leave to go back by myself was really sad. Um, my other thorn is that um, since I ran the race last week, I hurt my foot um, continued to hurt um, and hurt more. So um, now I'm injured in a new place on my foot. Who knows what's going on? Because I couldn't tell you. Um, but now it quite hurts quite a bit, though, um, more in the ankle region. So if anyone listening um knows why, please let me know. Because <laughs> I don't know. My physical therapist today, he didn't seem like too concerned, but also didn't really seem to know what was wrong. So um Love that, to was hear really, that. that was really great. Um but it was nice to be there with two um old men patients. So that was really fun. I love love when that happens. Um and my rose is was also being home. It was really fun to see people. Um and specifically when um the three of us plus Paisley hung out, we went to our elementary school playground, um, which was really fun because I love playgrounds and we went on the swings and other fun things and um attempted to do the monkey bars and we're like how do we ever do this um and, and we all made a free throw we all made a free throw. free throw um some of us it took longer than others um <laughs> but i blame my injured foot on that not my <laughs> skills 
um but it was very fun uh and yes pass to you leon all right um so my thorn continues to be the ongoing saga of my new car not being registered <laughs> um oh, the saga it's a saga at this point it really is um we sent in the paperwork to have it the title changed in massachusetts but like they said it could take up to three weeks um just for that process and i don't know if that includes like the holiday because we sent it in on like the monday before thanksgiving so i feel mm-hmm. like it's probably gonna take even a little bit longer um so like that's not great the other thorn that i have that's like oh baby thorn and it's like really not something to complain about but um in my school district we have like they call them the teachers call them wacky wednesdays because they're like up to this point in the year they've all been all the wednesdays have been half days for like professional development in the afternoon or like the past month that was for like parent conferences and um today was our last wacky wednesday our last wednesday half day until i think in like they come back either february or march Mm. um but it's gonna be a couple months straight of like just full weeks um despite it being like i still had to stay for the full day but like Mm. it was nice to not have kids there um, because kids are a lot they're a lot um so today being the last one for like two months is just like not great um but it's okay um and my rose i have two roses the first one obviously being getting to see um molly becca and paisley um over thanksgiving and it was just really fun the playscape or the playground was definitely the highlight um especially jumping off of the swings and realizing how old we were when all of our legs hurt um (laughs) immediately after jumping and it wasn't even like we were jumping high it was like we we I didn't off of our seats. I was but it was weird because we all it all hurt the like same way. Because of the way you hit the wood chips or something. Yeah, like hurt the like yeah. top of our foot is weird. It was just really funny with all of us being like, ooh, actually that wasn't great. That was bad. Um that wasn't yeah, so that was <laughs> wasn't wasn't a rose, but it was very funny. So I'll I'll add it. Um and then the other rose that I have is that on Black Friday I treated myself to a new Kindle because it's basically like an appendage that comes with me everywhere I go. Um, and it showed up. The green one. Oh my God. The green one. It's green. It has wireless charging. It has a longer battery life. It has auto adjusting brightness. Um, and my new case is really cute too. Um, have really you read color. on it yet? I have. Well, I have. So I, I finished, um, what did I finish? I finished a book. Oh, I read this like little like rom-com uh, marriage of convenience book so that this girl could get like her family's ski resort saved or whatever. Um, <laughs> it was cute. It was something that I was reading so that I could specifically just like make progress on my reading goal because I read it because it was short. <laughs> um, it was it was a good book, um, but I did read something on it. Um, I'm in love. It's beautiful i did order a clear case though so that i can do like the fun like um sticker montages people sometimes do and also so i can see the green color because green (laughs) yay um but it's very pretty i i love it i just i love my kindle in general but i'm very excited to have a new one um and i put all my my magnets and all my stuff back on a case so i'm still ready to go um but yeah so that's my those are my 
my roses and my thorns, I would say. Love it. Um, cool. So for November, we read uh, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garamus. Um, it was published in 2022. It was also um, the book of the year last year. I don't know according to what source. Um, but one of you the... know it's Barnes and Noble. I, I think Barnes and Noble, but I don't know if it's anything else. If it's more, um, than that. I don't it know. was book of the year. And um, Storygraph defines it as fiction, historical, literary, emotional, funny, inspiring, and medium-paced. <laughs> I love the pacing because it's so funny. Um, so we'll skip to do the <clears throat> characters list before we do the summary. You should start just putting it before. Yeah, I don't know. I just copy <laughs> and paste. I just copy and paste the doc from before and then just delete the sections. So, um, do you guys love this? Look how detailed this is. There's so many of them. The, the, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> I spent a lot of work doing this, guys. You copied and pasted it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Where's your source? Um, I don't know where I found it actually. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, before we continue, apparently it actually won International Book of the Year. Oh. 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 At the twenty twenty three ABIAs, which. For my source, I'm looking at the Penguin like publishing company uh, uh-huh. website. So that's a good, cool. good I don't know what the oh the oh at the Australian Book Industry Awards. Okay. Cool. International Book of the Year. So I, yeah, it won I think it won a lot of awards and stuff. So. It won a lot. Yes. Okay. Anyway. So um oh. characters. I will say I think You don't have to read all of these, but these are just I copied the list. So. I think these are um mostly easy. They're very normal. I say names. that before I uh, mess up. <laughs> <laughs> we have Elizabeth Zot. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's Zot or Zote? Do you think it's Zot or Zote? That right there is a short vowel. That is for sure Zot. Yeah, I think it's Zot too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, um, it's like not. It just has an extra T. Yeah. It's not ooh. It's not two O's. Zoot. Zoot. <laughs> 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 anyway so she's the main character mm-hmm. um then we have calvin evans who is another chemist and boyfriend of elizabeth then we have mad or madeline zot calvin <laughs> and elizabeth's daughter mm-hmm. then we have amanda pine mad's elementary school friend then we have walter pine Amanda's dad and TV producer. Sorry, I just read Dr. Myers' description and I didn't realize it said that. <laughs> Dr. Myers, researcher at UCLA and rapist. Valid. Yep. That's a good yep. that's a good yeah. Don't want to have I mean Dr. Donati. Yeah. Yep. Don Donati. 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 Sounds better. <laughs> Elizabeth's boss at Hastings, where she works as a chemist then we have miss frask mm-hmm. the secretary at hasting 6 30 the dog 6 30 <laughs> love 6 30 love 6 30 um then we have dr borowitz borowitz yes borowitz borowitz yeah borowitz i think lab mate at hastings dr mason men's rowing captain in OBGYN. 
John. <laughs> John. He's not John. even John Zote. <laughs> just John. Then we have Harriet Sloan, Elizabeth's neighbor, Mrs. Mudbird, mm-hmm. Mad's teacher, Reverend Wakely, Calvin's pen pal, and later Mad's Elmer. <laughs> I like that's his description, but he like has so much more of a role. But he's Kelvin's pen pal, and later Mad's ancestry project ancestry helper. Project. <laughs> then we have Phil Lebensmol, Lebensmol, Lebensmol. I don't know. Yeah, the TV executive producer. Then we have Rose, a makeup artist. Wilson liaison from the Parker <laughs> Foundation. Avery Parker, founder of the Parker Foundation. Whoa, this gives away the big spoiler. <laughs> I know. And Calvin Roth, reporter for life. Not Calvin, Franklin. Why, oh, why what? did I say Calvin? I don't know. Oh, I was from looking the at one. the I was looking at the spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Um Franklin Roth, reporter for Life magazine. What? And then later other magazine. Oh, well, I just saw the picture, the question that you added, and that is so valid because I thought, did you watch the trailer? Is that why um, you wrote that down? No, but I, I have seen clips and I saw something about the okay, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll discuss that. Okay, well so I'll read the summary. Um, okay, Chemist Elizabeth Zott. Yes, not soon. <laughs> Chemist Elizabeth Saw is not your average woman. In fact, Elizabeth Saw would be the first person to point out that there is no such thing as an average woman. But it's the early 1960s, and her all-male team at Hastings Research Institute takes a very unscientific view of equality, except for one, Calvin Evans, the lonely, bright, Nobel Prize-nominated grudge holder who falls in love with, of all things, her mind. True chemistry results. <laughs> But like science, life is unpredictable, which is why a few years later, Elizabeth Zott finds herself not only a single mother, but the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking, combine one tablespoon acetic acid with a pinch of sodium chloride, proves revolutionary. As her following grows, not everyone is happy, because as it turns out, Elizabeth Zott isn't just teaching women to cook, she's daring them to change the status quo. Stick what? to the status quo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stick to the status quo. No. Um. Well, I saw you were like, I need an animal too. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> How dare you? I, I just have, have a This is George, my send a friend stuffed animal. This is Carolina, my stuffed carrot. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening yeah it does sound weird but he's she's cute it's a jelly cat it is a jelly cat there um initial thoughts yes oh i didn't i didn't put my none of us put our ratings in <laughs> we'll do that later so oh that's the end i know sorry I yeah, that's the end. End anyway okay yeah what are our initial thoughts um i liked it i thought it was good um I I just finished it the other day, trying to remember. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. It the ending was very interesting because I feel like it like I don't know, felt kind of like yeah, this it's just coming along or whatever, and then it was like all of a sudden, whap! 
There's a straight hand. <laughs> Um, kind of felt like that. Um, but I don't know I also felt like I read it really fast, kind of because I was worried that I wasn't going to finish before I needed to return to the library. So maybe I rushed parts of it. So I don't know. Someone else go. <laughs> Me? Um, I really, really like this one. Um, I don't know what I expected going into it because I think I had a little bit of trauma from tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that was also supposed to be like a really really good highly rated book um and that one did not live up to the hype but this one I feel like it really actually did um I found myself reading it pretty fast despite it I don't know I just I didn't know what what to expect necessarily going into it but I thought it was really good um the characters were really likable. Um, things happened and I like <laughs> wasn't expecting it. Um, specifically, there's one part that I'm thinking of that I was like, oh my God, th- what? Um, but it was just like, it was a really well done book. Um, and I don't know. I just, I really like this one. I don't know what else to say right now, but it, it was a really good book. I literally, so I went back, because I read this, like, a little while ago, so I actually wrote down some thoughts. So this was my, like, first end-of-book bullet point that I wrote. Started the book really knowing nothing about it other than that it was recommended as a good book. So didn't know what to expect. Yes, literally. No, that's Um, what I feel, yeah, I was like, I don't know what, that. I was kind of scared to start it, because I was like, I have no idea what we're getting into, and I was like, oh, it's like, is it going to be more like fancy talk or whatever and not like be like relate not relatable in a sense but like be easy to get through but like it wasn't at all i felt like parts of it were relatable and um Mm -hmm. it was just like a solid story in a sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so then i go on to say but really enjoyed it a great story that focused on True historical, but also still current issues of discrimination and sexism, but told through this fictional lens that I really enjoyed. And it was like a, like, fun, in a way, spin on, like, mm-hmm. obviously. I like how Lena and I are like, oh, it was good. Like, I enjoyed it. And Molly's like, this profound story that brought us through no, but it's 60s true. of discrimination like- and sexism, but with this underlying of this great, fun story and these beautifully well-rounded characters am i wrong <laughs> yeah no. this is my crafted, this is my um, notes afterwards did you write something else no i should really get better about doing that um, but like you're totally right um there's so a lot can... like that was said about different you know sexism topics and mm-hmm. especially like during the time period that it was written in or like the time period it's set in it's like yeah it makes sense, but like the fact that we still see some of that today is is crazy. Um and the relatable part, I found myself highlighting or like, you know, whatever on the Kindle a lot for this book for different parts that just made me laugh or that made me think. Um, so I could share some of those later. But um I, I totally see where you're going with Mal. No, yeah, but. I I also agree. I said like such a woman empowering kind of book and I had I said it has a lot of good quotes i should go back and find a few i didn't go back and find a i'll few. take on, i'll take care of that segment don't worry i bet all I the quotes that we thought mark them when i saw them there was I have one, to say, I, I there was one this... page there was like two pages that i really liked that i took a picture of 
because I knew Ooh. I wasn't gonna have the book to respond. That's smart. I um I borrowed this from my cousin, and there was like one line that she I think underlined. Oh, made... that's cute. I want to um, see. Now I have to find it. It was it was very empowering. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was like it's got a really good message, but it's mm-hmm. still told in like a story that's like yeah, it's not like forced down your throats kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. I also will say, um, I like that at the be- very beginning of the story, you, the first chapter, I think, or one of the first chapters is from Mad's perspective, where mm. you learn that her mom is on this cooking show. And then like the next chapter, her, like, it's from her mom's perspective, but she's not even born yet. It's like mm-hmm. a little bit before, um, I guess not a little bit, like years before Mad is even like thought of or mm-hmm. she wasn't actually thought of in the first place but that's the size point um <laughs> but it's like it was cool to see like to have kind of like an expectation of like okay I know where this is heading but like how do we get there from like where mm-hmm. we are now because I was like she's yeah. like she's working in chemistry she's working at this institute like how how is this going to happen to the point where she's on this cooking show like it was so very like different from like I don't know it was just really cool yeah, for yeah. Some, I must not have read the summary beforehand because I thought she was going to be at the cooking show from the beginning. I didn't realize that there was going to be, like, she was going to mm. be working. Well, it's in interesting because, like, the beginning of the book, that. she is in the cooking show, but then it flashes back. Yeah, 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 what Leanne just said. Um, yeah. But I... Did so you find I'll the underlined quote, Will? I did, but we'll... T- I feel Get there like later. We'll yeah. We can do that later. later. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I was reading, I actually not only wrote some notes at the end, but, like, not every night, but like some nights oh when my I was reading, I wrote <laughs> wow. down like a little like thoughts of like what's happening so far, so I would remember what's happening. Oh my god! Uh, I was trying to be. I wrote this like two weeks ago, so I wanted to remember. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm just laughing because like. <laughs> so I wrote like okay, page eighty one. That's what I read to, and then I wrote some notes on what had happened. Oh, one thing which is like we don't really have to get into. But mm-hmm. going into it, I didn't realize that there was anything about rowing. Oh, I was so going to talk very about that. excited oh. when she's like, oh, oh the rowing I love the rowing part. I love the rowing part. Calvin <laughs> rows, and then she, Elizabeth rows, and oh, I well, literally we row. Get, we have Did, to get into the rowing. You want to get into it. Yeah, Avi. Let's just do it now, then. So yeah. I said right in the very beginning, so this was like 80 pages in, I said, didn't realize there was rowing in this book. Oh, I actually typoed, said, in this boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is not me type of very way. excited about it and then i said so far like which i thought throughout the book it was actually like accurate rowing which i then read mm-hmm. something i think after that the author does row or has something yeah i think she does yeah um the only thing i said the one thing i noted was that she so they first they're rowing in a um double hair hair right? yeah which is like you know that which they say like oh it's really it's hard the world's play. hardest boat to row in um but then in that boat i assumed that she was um that calvin was like stroking it yeah but it but then it, later on they're like bo- both row port when they're in the eight yeah but she obviously was rowing starboard in the pair but well, then i decided I, it could have not been port rigged but he then, he's a... Uh, oh, then if he rose port, then it would be, yeah. 
So he obviously wasn't going to switch sides. But then I decided <laughs> that she was a novice enough that it didn't really matter if she switched sides. Leon's like, yep, I really thought about throwing. <laughs> well, there's one paragraph that made me laugh really hard because... Wait, is it the one I actually wrote in Storygraph? Wait, you wrote something in Storygraph? Any non there was tell one you comment in the fun. very beginning that I put in Storygraph about Age like throwing. 15 or something. Yes, it's wait, like wait, very, wait. very early on. Right, wait, I said, let me... Page like eight. I think it is. Oh, maybe. maybe not. Maybe. Wait, let me find this because this is cracks up. So I quoted the worst. So this is when they first talk about Palvin, I think, and they have a quote. Yes. And they're talking about like he's introverted, blah blah blah. And they said, worst of all, he was a rower. Worst of all, he was a rower. And then it goes on to say, as any non-rower can tell you, rowers are not fun. <laughs> this is because rowers only ever want to talk about rowing. Get two or more rowers in a room. This is hilarious. Conversation goes from normal topics like work or weather to long, pointless stories about boats, blisters, oars, grips, ergs, feathers, workouts, catches, releases, recoveries, splits, seats, strokes, slides, starts, settles, sprints, <laughs> and whatever the water, and whether the water was really flat or not. <laughs> so accurate. Can I just <laughs> say? Can I just say? <laughs> Having been around you two, when you both did rowing in college, this paragraph could not be more true. <laughs> but no, genuinely, like, I learned a lot over the four years that you guys were were in college and part of, you know, your teams. Um, <laughs> Yay. So did you like, recognize yeah, things? Like... <laughs> did you recognize some things? Yeah, I mean, I did. I I think without the knowledge that I had from when you two were both rowing i probably would be a bit more confused than i was um because it all it all made sense like i knew what was (laughs) happening when they were talking about like the erg and like all this stuff because you guys would you know talk about it a lot uh but like you know that paragraph i was i within the first 15 pages for at least on the kindle version um, oh yeah it's literally page eight was like (laughs) yeah on here on here it's on like page 15 but that's molly told me that there was rowing before i started it so Sorry to spoil. But there was a lot more than I expected, and I was very excited. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think it was going to play such a big role in the book, but I think think at that point, like, so early on, I was like, okay, I'm going to like this book a lot because they're like, this is funny. Like, this is a funny paragraph. Um, I think, yeah, it was just, it it was really entertaining. (laughs) That's very funny. A couple, like, while we're on the rowing thing, one thing I thought was crazy, which even um dr mason says the fact that she was rowing like 10k a day whilst pregnant while pregnant is just crazy 10k it's like so much it's like a really it's like an hour of hurting almost yeah depends how fast you're going but that's like that's a really lot i can't imagine like what her hands and like her butt was like Okay, yeah, <laughs> that was just funny. Like, oh my god, you did that! And the erg like, that they were on was probably like the erg that we have in our basement, mall. Like the literally metal, <laughs> the metal like the ancient something cage. Yeah, but no, but I like how like because it kind of goes away, but then it comes back. I like how she says like when she's on the show, like, "Oh, you should row," and then like that everyone, like, all the women show up to the. Or um to the different the rowing clubs. Yeah. I'm like, that's so nice. I love that. 
Oh, my God, sorry. We don't have to talk about Ryan for more than that. <laughs> Thank God. No, wait. Well, just on um, the topic, I had written, I had copied a question, though. This says, in the book, rowing is a metaphor for how Elizabeth sees a better society that no one person in the boat is more important than the other. Have you participated in anything work sports community efforts where everyone must row as one in order to succeed? What are the hurdles people must overcome in order to reach that point where it all feels easy? Well, we participated in rowing. <laughs> Did you guys know yet? I definitely, um, it is a good metaphor of, like, life in general mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, if you want to row fast in a boat, you have to work well with others around you. And mm-hmm. I feel like for her, like, in her, like, when she was, like, worked as a chemist, she, like, often was really fighting against everyone else. And, like, that's part of the reason why she wasn't succeeding and wasn't allowed to succeed because she didn't get to work with everyone else Mm -hmm. yeah I feel Mm -hmm. like I feel like um really in any any work like experience whether you like work more by yourself or not like you're always I feel like surrounded or connected to enough people that like you all support each other I feel like I'm a huge proponent in that like any kind of work environment should be like a teamwork And that, like, everyone, and, like, I say this all the time where I work because I feel like we don't help each other as much as that we should. And I'm, like, we're here, like, we all have the same goal, in a sense. Like, and especially where I work because, like, the museum, like, we just, like, want it to be nice and open and the public to enjoy and stuff like that. That, like, it's a no-brainer that we should all work together to help each other. But, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's harder. Some people struggle to to understand that concept more than others I think depending on like what other life experiences they might have and to also if you're which maybe even Elizabeth I feel like maybe she struggled like with sometimes it's harder to like ask for help or to like release your like where you don't have you don't need to do everything your way because people can help Mm -hmm. you and it and just because you don't do it doesn't mean that it's gonna be bad and, like, I feel like Elizabeth sometimes felt like that because she was very, like, I'd like to do everything my way. But then she learned slowly to, like, get help. Would you, did you either of yeah. you kind of see it that way? Definitely. Yeah, I, I think like- even, I think I highlighted a quote um, when her neighbor or someone, she's talking to someone. I and feel like that's the, first the idea of, like, asking for help is brought up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, when, like, Harriet Um, first comes over, because she basically was like, oh, like, if you need help, like, call. No, yeah, Leanne, Mm -hmm. there's a, for sure, quote. Hold on. I know, I highlighted it. Oh, um, oh, she's talking to Calvin, and he says, you know, if you ever need my help, she says, I don't need your help. And then it's, I think it's from Calvin's perspective, because it says, Calvin sighed, frustrated. It was a form of naivety. He thought the way she continued to believe that all it took to get through life was grit. Sure, grit was critical, but it also took luck. And if luck wasn't available, then help. Everyone needed help, but maybe because she'd never been offered any, she refused to believe in it. Mm-hmm. How many times yeah. had she asserted that if she did her best, her best would win? He'd lost count. Yeah, that's, yes, that's exactly, yeah, what I was saying. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's something that she definitely learns over the course of the book. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, with the help of Calvin and the help of Harriet and then Walter and and then, like, even her, like, kid and dog, in a sense. 
helper too yeah I think there's different ways to help people it doesn't have to be like we're helping you with the things you have to do like Mm -hmm. I think it just comes down to like knowing that you have a support system of some kind is like so important and like with that idea of like rowing is one and like making sure that everyone's going like together in order to succeed like you can try doing things by yourself in in most aspects of life but like if you don't have that foundation and that support system you're not you could get through it are you going to be happy when you get through it probably not like it makes me think of it makes me think of grad school because I mean you guys were watching me go through grad school like that was a (laughs) grueling two years of Mm -hmm. my life and when I think about the the friends that I made along the way in school and the support system that I had outside of school, I genuinely don't think I could have gotten through my program if I didn't have the support and, I don't know, just general community mm-hmm. that I had. I would not have been successful in grad school. And I also think about that at work. Like, the job that I have now was very much based on working together with people in the best interest of you know, kids who need special education and support services. And so, you know, I'm working constantly Mm -hmm. with like the school psychs and the special ed teachers and their general ed teachers. And it's, it's just very much like the, the career that I chose is very team based. And so I don't know that it ever feels easy to be part of a team because that's just sometimes not the reality, but I think it's important that we all try our best to be part of that team just I don't know to see the most progress and to get the most out of everything yes I agree <laughs> well said <laughs> <laughs> well it's like I just live at home and work from home and hey I work with, I have multiple projects I do with yeah I know people. I'm joking <laughs> everyone <laughs> I talked to someone from Australia person. today so fun but uh, I wasn't. I guess I was more of a me helping them than teamwork. But, but still, teamwork. but you're yeah. That is teamwork though, because they asked you for help. Exactly. So you're part of the team, right. even if you're only a small you're part. part. Of the team. Um, yeah. and I think like, and that's what I think made the book so good because like that, like that's like small. I feel like a small, like one small section of so many different like metaphors and stories and like life lessons that you can take from this book. Um, mm-hmm. that was good because that's like that's not related at all. And me, well, no, I wouldn't say at all. Um, but like to the whole the whole like sexism and discrimination in the book, which maybe it's related slightly because maybe women feel like oh, like your male coworkers won't support or help you in the same way because you're female, and that definitely is the case in the when she's working in the lab because like no mm-hmm. one will really listen to her and she won't get the no one, um, right in the beginning when she first meets Calvin, it's because they won't, like, fulfill her order for more beakers because more beakers, they, yeah. like, don't care about her. So, that's, like, the basicest thing ever. Like, you need supplies to do your job and, like, they won't listen to her because she's a woman. So, she has to take it in her own hands. <laughs> yes. And that's when our love, yeah. our love, uh, triangle, tri- our love... <laughs> focus what am i trying to say when the they relationship meet. i don't know when they meet <laughs> <laughs> that works when they meet 
Um, the, the their meet cute. Their meet cute. I don't know. It's kind of like a meet like cute, but not the, really. The love story begins. So. Um, oh. I will say, Leanne hinted at this already, but the fact that Calvin dies was not at all expecting that. No, no, okay, so, okay, no. Sorry, I did a double because take. I am on. I literally did a double take, and also because I have like the Kindle, it tells you like what percentage of the book you are. When I was reading that point, I looked down to the percentage. I was like twenty five percent in. He's dead. Like a quarter of the it way through the book, so I thought he was going to be a long term character. Alive. I did too. Also, I will say. The one, but like, how did we not? But like, it says single mom. Whatever. Okay, no, no. Like, well, we this is. Mom? I wrote. This was a right after. So this was like page one thirty seven. I wrote this after Calvin had died. I think maybe right after. He also, died. like how I wrote, he died. I feel like I suspected something going wrong, but I for I sure thought, thought more that I the thought, dog was gonna die. Yeah, you totally think mm-hmm. six thirty is gonna die. Six thirty. Yeah. Um. But okay, this is what I wrote. I said, "Can't believe Calvin died in and in such a freak accident." But guess it is better than them than him turning into a bad person and leaving Elizabeth and the baby. Because mm-hmm. that's that what they super like valid. basically hint at the very beginning is she's a single mom a single doing mom. this like television show that she doesn't want to do, and you're like, what happened to Calvin? Yeah. So at least he didn't mm-hmm. just like go peace out. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Because you were reading the first quarter of the book, you're like where what happens what? to him yeah, that he's not exactly. there it was so soon leanne you're right so i guess in that sense yeah good that he died yeah. <laughs> but like but also like no but like horrible. let me get in the head one second let me get in the head of this author bonnie like bonnie like were you on shrooms or something like how did you think of how he was gonna die <laughs> like who just thinks so bad? Like, let me, and let me you... draw three things out of a hat like okay um object like clue <laughs> murder weapon like timing and then like just piece together these random things and then to have him then be like further run over by the car i was like that was unnecessary police car that was all cars a police car. and then they're like oh wait that's the guy who runs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was so devastating bad. and then the fact though that 6 30 like goes keeps running though and it's like oh my heart the dog leanne you were saying something i was gonna say i think it's kind of sad because just i mean it is sad that he dies right because like he's he's a nice character to have in the book but um i especially thought it was sad because he is very like from what we learned about him he was very much the type of character who would have been so excited about having a kid kid. oh my god especially with elizabeth and like like I was so excited mm-hmm. that like you know but it was it was it's just sad to know like that his character would have been excited he didn't but even like know he didn't even get either. the opportunity he didn't even know yeah, yeah so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they both had such like, like, hard lives because <laughs> they like because they talk about how like I wrote this down earlier it's like the fact that like it's so sad that like Calvin keeps thinking that like something bad's gonna happen mm. to Elizabeth because something bad always happens to like everyone he loves. Yeah. And in the end, it was him that something bad happened to. Yeah. Like, you have to project yourself. Devastating. It. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah, very shockered. Shocker that he was dead. And then. Well, I do think in the end, 
of for the story that took place like Mm -hmm. it the way the story went it made sense that calvin died yeah like if calvin was still there like she never would have left hastings and wouldn't have had the life that journey that she had so it like Mm -hmm. made sense that like something had to change in the status quo of like what she was doing and like even as much as she obviously didn't want like she was getting at least some help because of Calvin and that obviously is good for her that she was able to he was able to help her but obviously in the big picture you want her to be able to do things on her own or not Mm -hmm. like on her own but like with just because of her abilities not just because she also was dating a relationship with Mm -hmm. calvin yeah Mm -hmm. exactly um yeah and then then i feel like there it was like almost like two sections of the book there's like calvin and then he dies and then there's like everything that happens after that is like a whole other story in a sense because then she's like pregnant and she has the kid who she doesn't she doesn't want the kid at all which that's very interesting. Um, and that kind of tracks, like she said that from the very beginning, yeah. like she didn't want a kid because of whatever reasons. I can't remember exactly what she yeah. said. Well, and like that was just like in the sixties, it was like yes, the women just marry and have kids and are a housewife and raise their kids and like that's what they do. And I think, I think not necessarily that she, like didn't want to have the kid but i think that like what society would put on her if she did Mm -hmm. have a kid and was like well you have a kid so you can't do this like even more than them telling her she couldn't do it without a kid it was just like this extra like burden to the success that she wanted that she didn't want to not have to like in a sense deal with but not being like oh i hate my kid but like I, what I want it's in life is if I don't have a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This time and age. Um, but her kid's great, though, so I'm, just, I'm very glad that... It is great. Yeah, I like how they kind of gloss over, like, four years, or five years, even, of her, like, pregnant, They and then, like, the baby growing up, Mad growing up until she's, like, four, which I think allows then Mad to be more of a character which I liked instead of like her jumping into because like honestly I guess she did, like, didn't do much for those years other than like doing her own research in her makeshift lab that she oh did. my god the lab kitchen which I love that she's <laughs> yeah, like that was make my own lab um and but that's also but like when Mad's a baby is when Harriet comes more in mm-hmm. her life which is important um, yeah, we love Harriet. So that's good because that's like when she first, like we talked about before, accepts some help, and I think that her relationship. Oh, there's a good quote Harriet, from when um, Harriet really shapes how she when Harriet is there. for the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you have a quote, Lynn? I do have a quote. Um, well, actually, what does she say? Harriet says, "Uh, before I go, can I offer just one bit of advice?" Wait, when is this in the story? This is in chapter 17. It's like right when they're first meeting. She's okay. like, you can ask me for help, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. 
And then she says, um, take a moment for yourself every day. And Elizabeth says, a moment. And Harriet says, a moment where you are your own priority, just you, not your baby, not your work, not your dead Mr. Evans, not your filthy house, not anything, just you, Elizabeth Zott. Whatever you need, whatever you want, whatever you seek, reconnect with it in that moment. Then recommit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I love that. that See, there's that so brings, many good quotes. There, then that brings to the, I saw another question you had, Beck. Mm-hmm. At the end of every episode of Supper at Six, Elizabeth says, mm. children, set the table. Your mother needs a moment to herself. What do you think about that quote? And that definitely ties into what Harriet said, which I love, though, the fact that Harriet's like, I don't do that myself, but it's still good yes. advice. Yes. Um, um, but no, yeah, I, love I that like idea. that. I like that quote at the end of each episode. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of funny. In a sense, like, haha. Like, but also, like, serious, like, okay, like, like, children, it's not like we're, like, bigging this big, huge chore on you. It's, like, the simplest act of kindness like and helping is just to set the table. And, like, that's one yeah. less thing that your mom, like, needs to worry about in that moment. Yeah, because that's also the whole, like, in the 1960s, like, women were the, like, did everything at home mm-hmm. and like didn't have any time to do anything that they wanted to do because they were cooking and cleaning and yeah, setting like, the table. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's yeah, just like a very simple reminder that like the yeah, women, are- and I think also like it. Um, I don't know. well, I was gonna say something else, but then it goes more in depth in terms of the, um concept of her show supper at six um which i guess is like the next part of the story is like when she um meets the parent the father um and then ends up uh making at the show supper at six um what mall i just said walter yeah walter fine um which i i don't know the concept of the show seemed very i liked it a lot and obviously, mm-hmm. like, much of the storyline about the show is this, like, clashing of vision and wants bet- of Elizabeth to Walter and Phil and the TV execs and all those people. Um, but I think that she, in a sense, stood her ground in terms of, like, well, I have this platform and, like, you want me here, so I'm going to do what I want with it. Um, and I think the way that she did, like, how she did, I love that. I think it was so great. Because it's, like, really the mixing of, like, this concept of cooking, but, like, let's make it both a little deeper in the, like, let's talk about the science behind it, which I think is super interesting. But also in that, like, she throws these snippets of, like, empowerment to these women in each of these episodes. And I think because, you know, they're sitting there and they're watching this show that they they gain a bit more confidence to, like, do what they want um, in their lives and, like maybe in definitely in the beginning Elizabeth didn't think that and like probably didn't even think that at the end that she was like oh this is like my motivation to do it I don't know do you think she did think through it like my motivation is to like empower these women probably not no I think think, well like you can it's like she honestly never really wanted to do the show but Mm -hmm. I think she took what she was given and was like let me at least 
make it as much my own and as much as what I want to do as I can. And I guess it's just like, those are her general ideas of like, women can do what they want. Like the, I love the story of the woman who asked the question and like wants to become a doctor and everything. And she's just like, well, then do it. Yeah, that was. And then so at the very funny. end, when she's like, yeah. "He did it," and I was just like, "Aw!" That warmed my heart. I love that part. Oh, I, I feel like that, that was too. just her, like, matter of fact of like, obviously, like, mm-hmm. just do it. And she, I think, obviously, like in the beginning, she probably wasn't really thinking of like, "Oh, I'm empowering other women." She was just like, "That's the way it should be." But then you get all right. these women who are there, like, taking notes. And, mm-hmm. like, I love that, that everyone was taking notes and stuff. That was that was really good, yeah. And I also just laughed every time Walter was, like, sighing and, like, having a migraine on, this, on the behind the camera because it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because you feel bad for Walter because he's, like, uh, like, part of him is, like, oh, I like what she's doing, but, like... Mm-hmm you're we're all gonna get fired here (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. please don't get me out of a job yeah yes but well oh i was gonna say about elizabeth's character in general i feel like she like if i were to give her a bit of a flaw she is quite i guess you could say like self-centered in a bit like she's very focused on herself not in the sense of like i'm gonna take care of myself but in, like, I'm going to do what I want and I don't really care about other people. Would you she feel that way? She didn't really think of, like, the how it would affect someone else. I guess. Yeah. Of sometimes what she said or what she did. She kind of just, in, like, some things, obviously, it was, like, fight or flight. And she's like, I'm going to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, which or, like, was- when the woman asked her something about like saying grace or something and she's like i don't believe in god or whatever like that's like obviously like she wants to speak her ideals and like her her values but like i feel like if she, she doesn't realize of- that it's she shouldn't say things yeah mm-hmm. and th- there's probably some other situations too um but yeah so that one like okay she could learn a bit more like i don't know yeah, like I think that the idea is that she is this like strong female character, and she's like, I'm not gonna like bend what mm-hmm. I do at all to the man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. She also very much reminded me of um, a character from a TV show that you two both like love, and I'm wondering if you can think of who that character is. Who she like? As soon as I read like you know, was halfway through this book, I was like, oh my god, she is the previous version of, like, this TV show character. Like, like, Bones and, like, Brennan mm-hmm. and Bones? Yeah, Brennan. Or, yeah. Dr. Temperance Brennan. I she could, 100% I, yeah. gives me, like, uh-huh. that kind of vibe, where she's just, like, very much, like, she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. She knows she's an extremely smart person, and yeah. she's not going to stand down just exactly. because what she is saying or like her beliefs aren't like the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you, which I really so respected. Right. Uh-huh. I, that's so true. Uh-huh. Like it's just like I think it was really refreshing because I think even today women tend to shy away from saying things that could come off as controversial because we're so heavily 
critiqued. judged sometimes mm-hmm. for for things and mm-hmm. so um while yes I could see that it's like it's a flaw like to some extent um I think it's definitely just like her whole purpose was to kind of be like that um I also found another quote that I just thought was funny um that just says uh oh she is doing the show and someone says if you don't mind me asking what is it that you like about the show and then she says being taken seriously and someone's and then they say not the recipes and she goes sometimes I think that if a man were to spend a day being a woman in America he wouldn't make it past noon I love love that line. And I I not only think that that applied then, I think it still applies today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many aspects of of being a woman that I feel like like men wouldn't be able to deal with for that long. No, No, yeah, but that that quote just reminded me of that like the funny episode that she records about where she talks about the um poisonous mushrooms oh my god that was hilarious he's like that is now this is how you can kill your husband these aren't poisonous wink wink yeah like they look very similar though (laughs) yes that was hilarious i love that um it it was yeah it was it was really good um and she leaves the show because why does she leave the show because she's decides she doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> like I this is not like what that. I wanted. I can't remember if there's a. Oh, um, does it? Oh, because it has to do with the the article that the guy writes, mm. and then they don't publish what he writes, and it's this like horrible article. But then he ends up publishing what he wanted to write in some other article or something, and then Harriet says something to her, and then she's like, "Oh, I know what I'm gonna do," and then she just like quits. She's like, this is my last show. Mm-hmm. But she has a quote. So she has like that whole like her whole like monologue when she says, Oh, I'm At gonna quit end. is like Wait, I have I took so one. the one page the pages I took a picture of were the last um her last episode. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and not like when she was telling talking to the audience. Here I'll just read some I of it. I so have that page three sixty, you guys thing. probably highlight early and you probably highlighted. Whenever you start downing yourself, she said, turning back to the audience, whenever you feel afraid, just remember courage is the root of change. And change is what we're chemically designed to do. So when you wake up tomorrow, make this pledge. No more holding yourself back. No more subscribing to others' opinions of what you can and cannot achieve. And no more allowing anyone to pigeonhole you into useless categories of sex, race, economic status, and religion. Do not allow your talents to lie dormant, ladies. Design your own future. When you get home today, ask yourself what you will change and then get started. I love that. I yeah. love that. I had the whole paragraph highlighted. It's probably, that's probably like one of my favorite, favorite things that I had highlighted in this mm-hmm. whole entire book. So, I think like, when I read so it at amazing. first, I think I started tearing up because I was like, what a message to send. I, I was like tearing up now <laughs> reading it. <laughs> right, like it's, and I don't think this this whole thing would like feel the same if we weren't women. Yeah. Yeah. But it just yeah, it felt like and like and then when I think of her saying that in this time period too, I'm like she was so um so brave. Brave and like strong and oh, it was just so good. And it was like 
like this the simplest acts you can do mm-hmm. to like change and like just have the confidence in her line where it was like courage is the root of change it's like i love that i was like i need that on a little poster because <laughs> like, yeah, i was gonna say like <laughs> i was gonna say that's the type of thing that i could like see myself getting tattooed like mm-hmm. something that i could look back at and be like oh yeah like this is why i'm doing all of this yeah, yeah. this is why i try like, every day and why i go to work Mm-hmm. Um, the quote that I said that my cousin had like marked, mm-hmm. I think is relevant to this discussion. Okay, so this is on page two thirty seven. Um, Elizabeth argues men and women are both human beings, and as humans, we're byproducts of our upbringings, victims of our lackluster educational systems, and choosers of our behavior. In short, the reduction of women is something to something less than men. And the elevation of men to something more than women is not biological, it's cultural. And it starts with two words, pink and blue. Everything skyrockets, skyrockets out of control from there. Oh I had that my god. Too. Did you highlight That's that a good one? one. I did. That's um, really, and I think that's this... Like, yeah. Like, I have that, another... Pink and blue. Like, that thing. starts, like, before you're even born. That's probably mm-hmm. why my cousin, our cousin, yeah, because she's having it. like they're having a baby. <laughs> but like, this, I don't know what she read this actually. I don't know, but so maybe before that, but still the concept though, yeah, because that's like okay, like you're 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 not even born yet, and like you're already like being put down more because of like the sex that you are identified as in a uterus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like you're Which not even like a day, person it doesn't even matter a... yeah literally <laughs> it doesn't difference. matter i think that's one of the most frustrating things is just like who who cares what color a baby's clothes are or whatever it matters who they become mm-hmm. as they learn more and as they grow and it's just like the most absurd thing that like oh it's just so crazy anyway yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll just say the other, so I take a picture of both of these pages because I loved that quote. But then I also loved um, how she ended the, la- the last episode when she said, um, and this is Walter, I think, wrote this. So credits to Walter. Um, wrote, this concludes your introduction to chemistry. She announced class dismissed. I love yeah. that. That, like, I also love though heart. that Walter wrote that and she yep. actually read it. Like that. No, like, that's what shows- I just said. Walter wrote it. I know, but I'm agreeing. Like that shows, like her, because she right in the very beginning was like, "I'm not going to read anything mm-hmm. that's on these cute cards." Anything that you write, yeah. But in the end, she writes. I mean, I think to some extent, it also comes down to the fact that they got really close over yeah. the years that they were doing that show, and especially since like um, Harriet and him <clears throat> end up. Yeah, together. okay. I thought that she, I thought that Elizabeth was going to end up with him. No, I was gonna be disappointed if that was the case. Yeah, I was like, this woman needs to like stay by herself. Mm -hmm. Like she needs to just keep girl bossing her way through. Yeah, (laughs) life by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, but Um, yeah, Harriet and him ended up together was very cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only other main topic that I want to discuss in the book is the. Dog. Oh, then there's two things. Oh, okay. we have six thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna say about Calvin's like family. Oh and- yes, yes. Oh yes. Um, um, 
Let's talk about the dog first. Though. Let's talk about the dog because that's a. Oh my god, I love the dog. I thought it was so icon. interesting that we heard we like read six thirty's like point of view. Yeah, that's I wrote that mm-hmm. because it says six thirty is one of the most important characters in the book. Why do you think the author chose to write from the point of view of a dog? I feel like when like right after Calvin dies, it was interesting to like there was no Elizabeth didn't really have anyone else. So mm-hmm. like six thirty became that like kind of other view of like what Elizabeth was doing. Going through. I also can I just say I think it's adorable that he calls um he called Mad like a the little creature. creature. Yes. <laughs> a creature. I thought so that was so cute. funny. But like it kind of makes sense, right? Like from a dog's perspective, he doesn't know. But even yeah. when after she's yeah. born, he calls her the creature. <laughs> even yes, and like picks her up from school. Adorable. That's adorable. Like the dog's picking yeah. her up. This six thirty is so smart. Like, I know. It's also, the like, fact that he like failed out of um bomb, bomb sniffing or whatever. Or whatever. I yes. was like, you're too good for military bomb sniffing. Yeah, honestly. Um. Also, the updates on the number of words. Every yes. once in a while Love was that. pretty good too. I really that liked was that cute. part. And I like his name too. Like, I thought it was unique. 630. Yeah, because that's um, a cute like moment of like because Calvin because that's because Calvin's like oh I want to like whatever our family and she thinks that he wants a kid. But then he says she's dog. like no we agreed on this and he's like no I meant a dog and then he just yeah. appears. I know. Oh mm-hmm. dog Um yeah i feel like that was really good because it it like when yeah when calvin died it provided us with that other point of view of Mm -hmm. elizabeth and like as she went through pregnancy and and when mad was a infant like it was our view into seeing like what her life was like because there was no other character there like oh how is she doing is she struggling what's she struggling with like all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff Mm -hmm. we got that character development through the dog which gives you better concept than like through elizabeth herself my question that i thought of at the end of the book was what did you what kind of dog did you picture 6 30 to be mm. <laughs> oh sorry me my chocolate um <laughs> i pictured him a com- i watched the trailer after i finished for the tv show because i was curious um I haven't done And that I feel yet. like I pictured a lot of things different than I did in TV shows, but supposedly the show is very different than the book, though. Um, but the that. dog, for one, completely different than I expected it to be. No, but I heard I that picture, like, show, uh, like she has the dog before Calvin or something. It's weird. Uh, so oh, it's like weird. a totally different dog. Because um, it's a uh, whatever kind of like labradoodle like it's in the show. Definitely not. No, it's for sure not a Labradoodle. No. No. I pictured, no. like, a medium-sized, like, mutt-looking dog with, like, short hair. But, like, skinny-ish. I, like, low-key pictured, like, a greyhound, but, like, not that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like that, that, but, like, down. Wait, what did I write down exactly? Yeah, a shaggy greyhound type. Oh, of- you pictured shaggy. Yeah, I, I thought mm-hmm. Jack was shaggy. I pictured like short fur, mm-hmm. like a lab or something that level fur, but not <laughs> actual lab. Oh, I definitely pictured longer fur than a lab. I think 
I don't know. For some reason, I pictured like a schnauzer type dog, but like rattier looking. (laughs) We all got that. He's a ratty kind of mutt dog. (laughs) He's a ratty mutt. Like he's not supposed to be like particularly cute. And I think that's part of the charm in like why they get him and why it's so important that he's like super smart because he's like really got nothing else going for him besides being like a smart dog like kind of like this on the streets and they said like from when he was him at 6 30 it was like when he was uh kind of like that oh see that's not how i pictured him i pictured him more shaggy yeah, more shaggy for sure. But he even says, 630 says when he like was at the military thing that they had all the like fancy German shepherds and everything. <laughs> no, not for everyone else who cannot see the screen that uh, Becca is currently sharing. She just looked up uh, shaggy, shaggy rat, rat dog. dog. <laughs> not so... rat dog. This is a big dog, not a rat dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shaggy thing. Not rat, rat at all. I Here found a rat. rat as big as a dog. <laughs> no. We're getting too sidetracked. Oh my god, that no. rat is huge. <gasps> Look is how big that rat big is. Sorry. What's up? We don't want no. a rat. No. No, I pictured him because no, what I was saying, 630 says when he's at the like academy. Like, they have all these, like, fancy German shepherds, and then there's him. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, pictured him, yeah. him as, like, the odd one out. But, like, a big enough that he's, like, similarly sized to a German shepherd. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Maybe yeah. slightly smaller. but Because he does a lot of things, so he's got to be bigger to do the things. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's a smart cookie. But he's not at all a labradoodle. That's like no. the most no. disconnected. No, before ever. I even read the book, I saw like a clip of Elizabeth in six thirty, and someone commented like, "Here's my like five page essay on why this dog is wrong." <laughs> this dog, honestly, no. When I watched the trailer, I was like, "Oh, that must be a different dog." <laughs> I was like, "There's no way it could like, be that dog." Six thirty. No, that can't be six thirty. <laughs> That's gotta be seven. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Meg. Thanks, thanks. I'm here all that night, guys. Good. We gotta get the comedy genre somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. quick aside, quick aside. Um, the day we're recording this is um, Spotify Wrapped Day, um, which is exciting this year because it gives you a like podcast wrapped for when you host um your podcast. Uh, through the spotify website or whatever so we all did our little spotify rap for our podcast um but there wasn't that much data because we don't have very many followers um so we had um we the most exciting things were that the genres that most of our viewers listen to are comedy and then um rap no that was the music that was music. That was music. There was, was like, almost like know, wellness comedy, or something. Health and fitness. Health and fitness. And, and, and TVs TV and, and TV film. and films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TV or films. Yeah, were three categories. So comedy definitely. And then the other funny thing was um, that it said the music our viewers listen to um, 
was pop, but also contemporary country. And rap. Um, and rap. <laughs> and rap. Which, which, I don't like, really know where sense. either of those come through, uh, but that's okay. Hey, if, if you're you can't listening, knock our listeners. They can yeah, listen to whatever they want. I'm very curious um, the connection that you found here. Um, yeah. Email us. And, and like one of those listeners. To, do you want us, us to do an episode on contemporary country? Because we could just like read a book that's more country and then like throw in some songs that we felt connected <laughs> to the book um and then it was exciting because it said um we didn't have any stats about number of viewers because like we said we don't have very many um but it said that we've posted 1k minutes of podcasts which is very exciting because that's a lot <laughs> that is a lot um, we do have a tendency to ramble so i guess it's yeah. not entirely Exhibit surprising a. but exciting nonetheless a, yeah um but we could do we'll yeah. we'll do in our like um maybe as part of our book recap episode um in january we'll mm-hmm. do um we'll just make it really long and do a little episode about like how many episodes we uploaded in the year or something like that i don't know we'll think about it yeah we can do a little wrapped about our podcast while we wrap about our books <laughs> Yeah, as in W R A. We will not, not be rapping. <laughs> there will be no rapping. <laughs> Closest we got to rapping was our haikus. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say in seventh grade when we had to do a rap seventh in our grade. social studies class. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> that's a different story, guess. Yeah, that's oh. yeah, that's the come. Oh my god, yeah, we gotta talk about. We that. could do a whole like podcast about like middle school seventh grade in general i could probably seventh grade social studies class was was an experience to say the least something for sure um anyways back to the book (laughs) back to the book anyways um yeah Um, dog and yeah 630 not how i pictured in the in the show or slash the trailer because i have not seen the show but um he's definitely not a labradoodle like there's no i also didn't like it's hard for me to visualize that because brie larson plays elizabeth which like i don't know i just i can't see it (laughs) i could kind of see it i could i I think i don't know when i was watching the trailer i was just really struggling to visualize kind of pictured her in the sense of that i think i saw that she was playing elizabeth before i read the book so that Mm. definitely kind of swayed it a little bit but she's like described as this like beautiful woman. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think she also like she Brie Larson gives off the vibe that like she would also be one to like stand up for herself and what she mm-hmm. thinks. And so I think she has the potential to play Elizabeth really well. But I don't know. We I guess see. we'll have to watch it and find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mal, you wanted to touch on the Calvin's family. Situation. Yeah, I felt like that's because that's like the end of the book is like really ties mm-hmm. all that together. But I really like. Honestly, well, the first thing I can say about that is the fact that when Mad has to do her ancestry uh, family tree project, family tree thing and ends up um, meeting reverend wakely which i love that connection because mm-hmm. like calvin pen pals with wakely and now here Wakely's they are all these years later kid, yeah that was wild kid. um mm-hmm. but the fact that when mad is like first talking to wakely and was like he's like asking a little bit about the family and she just kind of like 
spews like because that's that's her character 100% of like just like matter of fact like learn yeah. this from my mother I'm just gonna say it and she's like mm-hmm. oh so like my dad's dead and my mom's brother killed himself and my mom's parents are um in jail for killing a bunch of people and the other one's like <laughs> leave the country and then my dad's parents are also dead and he's an orphan and that's my whole family yeah that was <laughs> and then there's 6 30 yeah yeah that's exactly how she said it <laughs> and it's just like so like sad but like she just says it so like this is life mm-hmm. and that's like mm. a, what a four-year-old five-year-old does just like that's all she knows so she's like this is my life but um it is so sad that both of them grew up with these like horrible families. yeah yeah um yeah. but i didn't until the literally the like sport the like climax dropped at the end about the um avery parker being his mom i was like team wilson's his dad well the whole time. i think you're supposed to think that yeah you're supposed to for sure i like right before she said it like literally the chapter before where you get to the end and she's all like why do you want to talk to Wilson kind of thing I was like oh she's the mother Mm. but like but didn't actually predict any more than like flip the page I'm the mother (laughs) um but I actually really liked that because that's like another like low-key you could say like sexism in the sense of like assuming the father or the man that Wilson is in charge like he's the one that's the heir to the like Parker foundation Mm -hmm. when it's really her but she needs this man to be able to like do anything Mm -hmm. with the money and didn't marry and that's like well her story about how they made her um give birth by herself because she wouldn't what like Except her sin, give the baby up or something. Yes. Um, and then and they then told they her that the baby, the baby was dead died. and um all these like horrible things and stuff. Uh, and then the fact that like she then realized, okay, this baby is actually alive, and then has Wilson go and ask about the kid. And then they and say then he's they're dead. like, Oh, the kid's dead. Why did they she do thought that? her own child was dead twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and he, then he died, died and she never even got a chance. I know. Yeah, that many was times. so sad. Um, it was so. I feel like it was un- that ending was so unexpected because I I didn't know how it was gonna end. I didn't think. I just didn't expect some weird like crazy plot twist at the end. Yeah, I, I like. feel like it goes back to like what we're expecting of this book. <laughs> yeah, like we're reading the story, but like how like it's not a like book where you're like, oh, it's gonna end with like her getting everything she wanted kind of thing because like obviously it's still set in the 1960s so it's like there has to be something that happens for her to be able to go back to being the chemist that she wants to be so I liked Mm -hmm. that but I also like that the like Parker and Wilson had like found her research like independent from calvin right like yes. they looked yes i think yeah. they looked and saw stuff like maybe we're that's when they say we're gonna fund calvin. the the well, i don't even know how to say her research abiogenesis 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 do we know what that is i would guess <laughs> do they explain well, she that? says in the very it, they talk about it in the very beginning it's about like basically like the creation of life i think 
But how's that related to chemistry? Because it's all everything oh, related, related to chemistry. to chemistry. You're right. That's the point of the book. <laughs> everything is chemistry. Oh, I was saying they they found her research separate to Calvin, and mm, then yes. were like funding it. Like, oh, we want this, mm-hmm. and then I love the whole like kick out all the bad guys in the end, mm-hmm. and that then Frask like comes back I as love, like the yes. head of that. Like, she has a redemption arc right I like her redemption arc, too. Because, like, when she was, like, horrendous to Elizabeth when she was pregnant, found out she was pregnant, I was like, come on. Like. Yeah, but that's, like, part of, like, like, that's all she knew. It's 630. (laughs) It's 630, yeah. Hi, buddy. came into my room. That's not what 630 looks like, either. This is (laughs) not what 630 looks like. Although I think he's pretty smart, too. That's what Baxter looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i liked her redemption arc that was good um but yeah that ending yeah but it was good though it was a good ending yeah because it then made it like, got to work it was realistic in the sense of like okay she got the funding and they like figured out that she was the one who mm-hmm. did the research and how the fact that the other guy took her research and just like published it as herself as himself mm-hmm. but then they realized like no that's not Oh, because that was the, um, I wrote, this is back to Harriet, how she writes, like, publishes that article in Vogue. Oh, yes. Saying Mm -hmm. the whole truth and everything, and people actually read it because women Mm -hmm. read Vogue. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a good ending, I felt like. Um, I have one final thought that I wrote Mm -hmm. down. Um, wait, okay, wait, let me sum this up. Um, so I wrote, okay, so in the beginning of the book, Elizabeth says, like, she's, like, miserable about doing this show and everything, and she's, like, it's all, um, like, I'm doing this show because of I have this kid, and I have to support mm-hmm. her and everything, and, he, like, there's the line that she says right in the beginning, like, I know whose fault it is, it's Calvin Evans's fault, or something mm-hmm. like that yeah um so like that right in the beginning you're like what what did he do kind of thing what did you (laughs) but I realized I was actually pretty proud of this in the end but in the end Calvin ends up giving Elizabeth this whole life and family like all the people that she like at the very end they're like oh let's have a family dinner and all the people are going to come to her house all of those people, like, she would not have, like, really been connected to at all if it no, wasn't Calvin. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, Mad is mad. Mm-hmm. Child. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Harriet would never, she wouldn't have really connected without Mad. And then you have, like, Walter, Walter in the show, like, wouldn't mm-hmm. have done that if never Calvin was still alive. And, yep. and then you have, like, um... The Doctor. Oh, Mason... Mason, the rowing doctor guy. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously mm-hmm. have, like, Wilson and Avery Parker. Like, all those people, yeah. like, are all connected to Calvin. And he was, like, Calvin was all worried about, like, ruining, like, doing something bad to hurt Elizabeth and something's gonna happen. But in the end, like, even though he was dead, like, he still gave her this great life. There's yeah. actually... Um, she, when she's talking with, um, at one point, the Franklin Roth, the guy who published the 
first article. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is doing like her whole, I think it's before he publishes the article, but she's doing her whole interview thing. And she's talking about why she quit at like Hastings or whatever the company was. And it's because her boss stole her work and published it as his, as his own. And she is like, Oh, uh, he's like, why didn't you tell the publication? And she's like, I assume you're kidding. And then she starts talking about like Calvin a little bit because he wasn't going to push it on Calvin. And then she ends up talking about him anyway. And she says, um, I fell in love with Calvin because he was intelligent and kind, but also because he was the very first man to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that was really And good. then she continues on to say, like, imagine if all men took women seriously. Education would change. The workforce would revolutionize. Marriage counselors would be out of business. Mm-hmm. Do you see my point? Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, like, it's just like, oh. But yeah, so I think that you're totally right. Like Calvin played such a big role in like who she ends up having as her, you know, that aforementioned support system that everyone kind of needs. Exactly. But like, it's also nice to see that like in the end, she didn't re- she realized how much he truly was able to to provide and and why he was so important to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um. That was good. Um, maybe do ratings. Yes. Oh yeah. Unless there was any other quotes you wanted to share, Leanne. No, um, I, I don't like think so. Got- I think we covered like we, we covered all kind of, of had <laughs> the same ones that kind mm-hmm. of stood out to us. So, um, and we sprinkled them throughout. I think pretty well. So I have no others to share. Mm-hmm. But there were many like. I think, like I said, this is one of the books that, like, I highlighted a lot. There were a lot of really good, <laughs> meaningful quotes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I think I'd rate this, like, a four and a half out of five. I was probably more of a four before we recorded, but then thinking about it and, like, rethinking about all the quotes that are, like, really meaningful um, in that general, like, plot of the the story i think i really i really like it so four and a half yeah i feel like i was gonna like say the same thing like i didn't rate it right after i finished because i was doing what you said leanne and like let it sit and then i realized i pulled up my notes right before this and i was like oh i never actually rated it and i was thinking like oh i probably like i really liked it like four out of five like wasn't my favorite book but I very much enjoyed it but I feel like as we talked about everything we talked about and all the quotes and the bigger picture of the book I think I'd lean more to give it a four and a half out of five yeah um I would give this one probably 4.75 um I think it's probably in like my top four for the year um for our book club picks yeah i feel like it's up there mm-hmm. it's um, so hard i'm waiting until next month to look yeah, at the ones I, I you read and then figure out how to read them, them. <laughs> well i just you know i have yeah, my look, my shelves behind me and i was looking at them before and some of them are mixed up from like last year um last year's book club reads too but like from the ones that are on this shelf i mean it definitely is one of the better ones or the one not necessarily better because we read a, a lot of really good books this year 
but it's definitely one that like if I were to look at it on my wall, I'd be like, oh, that's a book that I would like love to reread at some point. Or like it's one that I could see myself going back to and remembering how much I enjoyed it. So I think because of that, it gets a higher rating for me and also just rates higher on the ones that we've. Yeah, read. I feel like it could be like d- impactful in different ways depending on where you are in your life. So, like, for us, it's, like, okay, maybe more impactful as we're, like, entering the workforce and, like, growing up and being more independent on our own. And then, Mm -hmm. but then you have the perspective of, like, yeah, if you're going to be a mother soon, like, that Mm -hmm. perspective. And then, or, like, later in your career, um, I feel like there's different, so many different aspects to relate to um, that you could connect to on different points throughout your life to the book. Which is probably why it was book of the year because it's like so like so many people can connect to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I um, feel like it's very. I don't know if we touched on it, but I think it's very deserving of that award because I totally one hundred percent see why it was so highly talked about and rated. Yeah, and I feel like it's a type of book that it. Yeah, who whoever reads it can pull out different things that they enjoy from it. It's not just like, oh, mm-hmm. here's a romance book. Only people who like romance are gonna read this. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the bigger, broad kind of just like historical, like realistic kind of fiction that a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Um. So we'll skip the rank in the list just because it's too much thinking and we're going to do that soon. Um, yeah. We only have one month. book left. Um, but before we mention that, um, any quick shout out of anything else you've read um, or things you've watched recently? Um, I, this month, read The Guest List. Yay! Oh, that you guys oh my god, we have to read. talk about that still. Um, So we'll have to talk about that. Maybe we just talk about it next month when we do our book recap <laughs> book recap <Yeah. laughs> but um or we could also just talk about it offline as well yeah pace of do more detail if we want but very <laughs> much enjoyed it get that <laughs> exclusive content no <laughs> <laughs> just venmo us ten dollars and you can be join the face <laughs> exactly um, um, but very much enjoyed that book oh such a good book um I haven't read anything that like super stands out. I read like I said at the very beginning of the pod. Um today I read a Marriage of Convenience romance book because it's short and it was cute and it's by an author that I like. It was called um I think it's called Meet Your Match. Um it was cute. It was good, but you know. Yeah, I haven't really I listened right. to a book um driving oh. from Connecticut but oh, it wasn't it was like a weird it was funny because the main character like was like so related like it was exactly me in so many aspects um and it was really funny um oh including later mall she was like I don't like I only like plain cheese pizza she was like I need to like pick oh my god me. and she was like oh I bring the same lunch every day of a just a peanut butter sandwich and I was like um and then i mean there was like 50 other things that were very similar but um so that part was funny because i was like not expecting that and i was like oh my god it's so relatable um and uh 
but then this like we uh it just like i don't know if any of you guys are ever going to read this book i won't i guess i won't name the title of it maybe maybe i should i don't know it's called the girl he used to know i think um but it took like a weird weird plot twist at the end of the book <laughs> it's like this story it's like the story of this this girl it's like dual pov or whatever this girl and this guy right. and they're like in together in college and then 10 years later they like run into each other or whatever and like kind of rekindle the relationship and then all of a sudden he they live in chicago and he is like on a work trip to new york and like is in the twin towers when 9-11 happens whoa and, like, that, um... the whole long section of the like the end of the book and i was like that was so random. <laughs> like it just like didn't fit with anything in the book. Isn't that, <laughs> and, like, that movie? Like I haven't actually seen the movie, but the one with um, uh, it's called like Remember When or something. It rings a bell. It's got Robert Pattinson in it, and I don't know who else. But like supposedly the movie ends like on nine eleven, but they don't like show it. It's just like he goes to work on 9-11 or something that's the end of the movie that's weird i've oh, never seen the movie so i could be oh totally God. wrong but i'm pretty sure i read something about this. it didn't uh no it was just like really it just like was really weird um and like didn't really fit with like it just felt like unnecessary like drama <laughs> um anyways uh and then watch lately um well we've talked about the the hunger games prequel a lot on the pod um ballad of songbirds and snakes but we watched that in theaters um when we were both home for thanksgiving um molly and i so it was very good um and yeah that was enjoyable fun to be back in the theater um the same theater that we watched probably all the other hunger games movies in and then we waited in line to watch Catching Fire and so Yes. Very back to our roots. Um anything else? I remembered I am also currently listening to an audiobook through Spotify because they added fifteen hours of audio. Okay, how did you get that? We'll talk about this after, but I was searching and I couldn't find any that were like included in the library. All of them There's said like, pay. All of them are uh, included now. It was okay, okay. you gotta help we me. Can talk about it later, but um Yes, I'm listening to this book called Thanks for Listening, and it's a romance book, and it's about two audiobook narrators who, it's like this girl who, um, she, like, started out in romance, and then she's like, I hate romance books, and so she quits romance, and it was under, like, a pseudonym or whatever, so then she starts doing all of these, like, other books, and then one of, like, the people who kind of got her into, like, audiobook narrating um dies and one of her last requests is to do this like dual narration like thing and with this with this guy who is also really big in the narrate like the narrating world and um she needs like the main girl like needs money to provide or like to pay for her grandmother's um like medical care and like where she's staying and so she's like this this opportunity is going to make like really good money and um so she starts doing this project with this uh with this guy and it's it's been really funny like I've been listening on my way like to and from work and I like laugh out loud in my car like I'm having a great time listening to it um it's very cute the main character is relatable um so that's been really enjoyable but besides that I haven't been watching much oh I actually have been watching um the great british 
baking show great british bake off whatever that one is on netflix um i got my whole family into it it's very entertaining when my dad is like oh my god they went home oh no their technical didn't go well they're gonna break lower and it's like yeah that's how this show works um so yeah that's cute that reminded me that i just finished watching um dairy girls the other day and i very much enjoyed it it's just only three seasons because i think it got canceled sadly um on on netflix though but it was very it was very good it's very funny um they got very thick northern um ireland accents dairy accents um and i feel like there are so many like by the third season you start to learn the lingo a little bit um which is cute it's so cute um and yeah i enjoyed that but um what we're all been waiting for since august is next month we're reading iron flame which is the next book in the series the fourth wing series um by rebecca yaros it's a massive honker of a book let's let's get pages it's over 600 i think yeah 600 for sure i'm frightened six i think i'm gonna go through 623 i feel like we're gonna go through it really quick I saw something that someone was like fastest 300 pages I've ever read. Read literally. I and think I it'll like, be good that we already have like a background of the characters and like mm-hmm. we read the right first in. one not yeah, too long ago recently. and like we all enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. like I'm thinking this one will go faster since we have like the background kind of already taken care of. Oh, I did see a little uh, a flip. The first like page has a picture of the like wings. Oh structure. yes. That we talked show about it. for like 10 minutes. We talked about this for so long. And like you found like graphics that people had made. Oh, yeah. So that looks um, like where's your copy? Lady? It very much things. explains things. <laughs> so yes, easy. Because I bet so many people were like, what is this structure of this? That was me. I said, I was so confused. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> she so, knew. So we're very excited to. I'm going to start okay. that soon, I think. Um, and get ready for a recap um soon before christmas it will come out so yeah maybe we can record that one in person together that'd be kind of fun it would be fun well then it would be after christmas probably well Well, not second maybe i have the whole week off so well yeah 20 have the whole week before christmas off no 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 no, not before oh no but like (laughs) I could do we'll figure it out but yeah. like it would be fun to record it in person it would be fun or to something at in least person. in person if, even if it's not that one if it's something else right we should it's do yeah. one <laughs> anyway um, besides the so point, but... yeah that was our uh, recap about our November book um, lessons in chemistry definitely recommend to read um, highly recommend yeah yes. yeah uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon and get excited for our um, part two, the fourth wing coming soon. Yay! Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.